0: Come, 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 get up. beware! where I live. Games Coop. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Tina Amini, Scoop. and Ryan McCaffrey. Howdy. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to share what we've been playing recently, which will include Darksiders 3 and Red Dead Online. We've got to talk about the fascinating uh, Fallout 76 uh, situation. A rare, <laughs> a rare ish, uh, example of a AAA game just completely missing the mark. But first... I a question I want to post you guys something I've been wondering is the is the mini console craze over? Oh we, no. We reviewed the PlayStation Classic this week we gave it a 5.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, people seem to be pretty underwhelmed with that console. Of course the NES and SNES classics were big hits but Nintendo has said they're they have no plans to make an N64 mini.
1: Which is the one people want. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I uh, want a GameCube mini. We've got yeah. other stuff. Isn't it mini already? Mini, <laughs> we have a Commodore sixty four mini, a, a Neo Geo mini that no one really cares much about. Sega announced a uh, Sega Genesis mini, but ever since that announcement, there have been any other updates. So I wonder, is yeah, it, is this a fad that has is that
2: winding
3: sound down? you
0: hear is the yeah. is the bottom of the barrel being <laughs> yeah. <of the>
3: scraped?
2: <laughs> we uh, Nintendo is the only company to really get it right for sure. That, yeah, uh, that's one thing for sure. Like you know, the PlayStation Classic, uh, no, is the answer. I don't mm-hmm. think the mini craze is over, but the PS Classic, Sony just kind of botched it. You know, yeah. they were using the wrong versions of the game sort of the pal european versions of the games which run a little slower and run a little different and you know not a lot of care and attention to detail in the menus or any kind of extras or museum features so it just doesn't have the feeling of a product that uh, was put out by a company that really cares about their history and their legacy um that's not to say it's awful like a 5.5 is not (laughs) the score that sony wanted for that console but it also means that you can you know boot up resident evil or metal gear solid and still you know sort of relive those uh, 1990s glory days but it's not you know it's not the product that it could have been
1: so that's the thing like we could just do a bunch of remasters or like an hd collection but the point Mm -hmm. of the mini is supposed to be this like really well-rounded experience like you said they didn't have any extras or museum features so that's where they kind of failed
2: and the controller for me that's why i didn't buy one just that it
0: that includes the original controller, not the mm-hmm. DualShock, right? Yeah, it makes a lot of those games feel clunky. I mm-hmm. just
4: I don't think I need the early 3D era to come back. Yeah, honestly, like
0: it just hasn't aged well. Yeah, it, pixel art ages way better. Well, that's why I wonder if there. You know, lots of people are saying that. I wonder if Nintendo's hearing that now and thinking, man, our Nintendo 64 games, they might not no, hold I, up. For I don't, a don't think you'd want to look at at you know pilot wing 64 right now <laughs> i think you'd
4: be yeah.
2: surprised at yeah. what it looks like but mario 64 mm. i mean how it looks That's maybe true. not but the gameplay is i mean yeah. sure timeless. yeah of course I, you know everyone points to the n64 mini and first of all i don't believe nintendo like full stop i think they are working <laughs> on the n64, it. n64 yeah mini. okay but uh everyone's pointing <clears> to that <throat> i've i've sort of long thought in the back of the head back of my head they might do a game boy mini first I think that makes Game a lot of Boy, sense. Just,
0: uh, just a s- original OG Game Boy or like a Game Boy Advance. Uh,
2: I think an OG Game Boy. Like mm. if you just brought back the Game Boy and it's got you know whatever twenty or thirty Game Boy classics on it, you can buy it, play it. It's cheap. I think, think they would sell
0: those black and white games. Would. With a, yeah, with a killer today. battery life on there <laughs> yep. instead of those better those you know a better, a- better screen, screen. i mean
2: still like a you know a uh, black and white screen or a green screen whatever however you want to look at it but you know a better quality doesn't have the blurring on it better battery games packed in yeah that thing
1: would sell like crazy hmm. i think nintendo also just has like a way more powerful nostalgia factor That's than true. any of the other companies do so if, if anyone's going to still continue that trend it's going to be them hmm. n64 <laughs>
0: What do you guys think? Uh, is is the PlayStation Classic just an example of a botched mini console, and the uh, we'll still see more mini consoles from manufacturers in the future, or is it is it a fad that's sort of dying out? Yeah, I think Justin's on the money. I uh, I
4: never even really considered the entire handheld side of yeah. the Nintendo well, but there is there is there is still a lot more to be mined from that. Like yeah. I would a hundred percent buy a Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. just with like. 30, 40 games on it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm
2: in. But for also, that.
1: the 3DS has so much stuff on it, so yeah. it kind of feels yeah. like where, like, where is that place in, in Nintendo's lineup if they're going to make a mini?
2: That's another criticism of Sony a little bit is some of their some of those old games they've uh, withheld. You know, some of that stuff made it to PS3, some's on PS4, but some of what, the classics that got released on the PS3 didn't make it through to the PS4, and they're just sort of scattered all over the place. And they release this hundred dollar product, whereas Nintendo, um, I mean, they're the kings of reselling you the same game over and over again, but least they kind of give you options of like it's not like you have to get the snes classic if you really want to relive you know super mm-hmm. mario world or f-zero like there's virtual consoles and other places to get those games yeah that's true uh and then i,
0: I do need to point out that tina a few episodes ago you floated the idea of a pc mini mm-hmm. and then very suspiciously <laughs> not long mm-hmm. after that a pc mini appeared, appeared. Out of thin air yeah so I don't know. There are a lot of like people in game development out there that listen to the show. Maybe it is a coincidence. <laughs>
3: hmm. <laughs> Maybe it is
0: a total coincidence. What else can the, we will into existence? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the timing uh, made me raise an eyebrow yeah. on the PC Mini.
2: Well, hey, if we want it, that's a good thing.
0: Well, that's true, Yeah. depending if, if it's well-made and actually has a good yeah. library of games.
2: I will say, you know, my last word on this is the ratio of, like, my hype level for something for the time I actually spent with it, has ne- that gap has never been bigger than it was with the SNES Classic. Like, I love, look at that thing, and and I'm like, this is the greatest yeah. game collection of all time. I hooked it up and played it one or two evenings, and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> And like I don't necessarily yeah. regret buying it. Like it's a fun little thing to have in my house, my entertainment center. But um, it did not. I did not work my way through all those 16-bit classics, kind of like I expected to or anticipated that. In I would a way,
1: it's also just know. a collector's item too, because sure. you can display all your adorable little mini yeah. consoles. Yeah. Family's over probably. Yeah.
0: Ryan, I wonder is there is there any room for Microsoft to participate in this?
4: They're already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're with doing it via software.
0: With how? I mean, just like, the like,
4: backwards compatibility well, extends all yeah. the way back to the original Xbox <clears> now and they're doing what they can within like, cuz you know, they they've said there's a lot of those old publishers that some of the some of the games we love that the publishers don't exist anymore, so literally where the contracts some of them are in paper in a drawer somewhere. Mm. You know, so it's it, They've done what they can, and I think there'll be more. There, there's still more to do. I mean, there's no reason why. You know, there's a nice, healthy relationship with Ubisoft. That like, come on, Splinter Cell: Chaos Theory, make it work on my Xbox One. Yeah. I want that. Lots of people want that. So, I yeah, I don't see Microsoft doing a a physical unit. I think they'll just continue to flesh out their library. They they have they have now a clear strategy. Yeah. Uh, of just growing the library. Uh, across generations. Such I don't know a, that
1: they know how to make anything mini. <laughs> Design <laughs> wise. Exactly. Mini. Have you on, seen kind of the
4: original the, Xbox? The, the, the last couple <laughs> Xbox, the X and the S are uh, are, are probably giant. the, probably the <laughs> best made. No, they're the, tiny. The, what
2: the X, are you X is small. About? The Xbox, the Xbox it's One X- X- on X? the PS4, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. is it?
4: Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like it's like the PS2 side.
4: Yeah, yeah it it's like the incredible power in in a really well. That's made fair. It has a lot side. of power in there. Yeah, they've we, they've come a long <laughs> way for sure.
2: That backwards compatibility on the Xbox ecosystem is such a dark horse for like story of the generation that's just been kind of overlooked or isn't getting the attention that it's due. I mean, you can download and buy. I just had a craving one day. I'm like, man, I really miss like SSX Tricky and 3, mm-hmm. and you can buy them digitally as if they were a new game. There's no barriers or anything in UA. Buy them, download them. They look better. They've been up-res yeah. and optimized for the console. Like it was such a seamless, excellent experience that they're they're leagues ahead of that Sony. True. Star and Wars
4: Knights of the Old Republic is my my personal favorite role-playing game of all time. It's from 2003. You can go buy it on mm-hmm. on any Xbox right now mm-hmm. for like ten bucks, and it yep. and it's been enhanced. It's and, better, It's and better if, than it
2: originally was. If you have the disc or can find the disc in a GameStop for you know two bucks or whatever, just put that into your Xbox One, and that gives you the rights to the game. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's it's just it, it ticks all the boxes.
0: It's an awesome system. I I could only wish that Nintendo would adopt something similar. Even just going back as far as the GameCube, just like. Yeah, Be able to play those up res versions of Game Boy games on my, or GameCube games on my Switch. So I wish Nintendo. <laughs> Failing know. that, I'll do take that. Super Mario Sunshine Remastered. Is okay. that please. too? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, please and sure. thank you.
1: Will it? Yeah, uh, I'm willing
0: it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing it right now. All right, let's move on to what we've been playing recently. I know uh, Red Dead Online launched this week. Ryan and Tina, you've both been playing it uh, a bit. And it seems like, you know, people around the office playing it, it seems like people like it. People are positive on it.
1: Yeah, I would say it's mostly It is positive. fun
0: to screw around in, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I My favorite thing in that whole
4: experience is just lassoing people from my horse yeah. and dragging them through the streets of town. <laughs> just purely for the trollish amusement. Hmm.
1: I keep seeing people uh, talking about, like, yeah, this guy came and invited me to his posse, <laughs> and then we helped each other, and then he kicked me out of the posse and killed me, so I hogtied him yeah. and drove him around on my horse. So technically <laughs> you can break out of that, but at the same time, like I think that's kind of the charm of Red yeah. Dead Online.
2: So, how much um, spoiler free, like how much story, how story heavy is it really?
1: Uh, well, you start off like right out of the bat on a story mission, mm. um, and it's uh, it's. I, I think there's like six main stories Something
4: like that. There, there are lines? credits, there are opening credits yeah. for a, oh. for a Red Dead Online story yeah. mode.
1: Cutscenes like fully oh. fleshed out. I keep t- um, saying on like pretty much every podcast I've been on this <laughs> week uh, that it feels like Red Dead Two just kind of relaunched. Yeah, um, the story is not going to be nearly as in depth. You play as a voiceless character, which I didn't love. I don't know how you felt about that, but.
4: It's, you know, it didn't bug me that much. I mean, it is tough to sort of, it is a big switch after From Arthur playing Arthur Morrigan, and yeah. then to, to a mute. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine.
1: Yeah, it's it's not as like fully realized as, as the Red Dead 2 main campaign mm-hmm. story, of course. Um, but there's stuff to do. There's stranger missions. So it does feel like it's just the game with, like players, other players. Like there. The, you
4: can, you can, uh, if you're in a posse together, you can, uh, two of you can ride on the same horse.
1: Yeah. Oh.
4: Yeah. We were, we were, we, it's were, adorable. Riding, we were riding back to town together. Yeah. You were, you were riding. I was on, on the back of the and horse.
1: Shooting the, the, <laughs> yeah, there was
4: a guy just, <laughs> a, a passerby, like a passing guy oh, on a horse so just good. came by. And I was like, I wonder what would happen. Yeah.
1: If I just so shot I pulled, him pulled, pulled in Pulled out face. my gun
4: and just shot him in the face. And so as, as on Tina's screen as it went by, just this guy's face exploded. Yeah. Oh, and
1: right he falls <laughs> back off his horse. Yeah. I was like, well, that was
4: funny, and then there were there were yeah. nobody there were no witnesses, so we totally got we away. We were great, with it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were
1: good to go. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically Red Dead Two with antics.
0: Yeah, I would say cool hijinks. Yes. Uh, exactly. do you have to posse up with people or are you able to like just spawn into that world and then run around totally. messing with people if you want to?
1: Yeah, you can totally just spawn and, and do whatever you want. Um, and the way that it works is it's, it's kind of like in, in destiny, how they kind of co- consistently like ping the server and make sure that people are instancing in. Mm-hmm. So it felt really full to me, uh, mm-hmm. even though uh, when we played, it was like a very early closed beta. Uh, so there weren't even technically that many people playing mm-hmm. as many as it will be during full launch. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still felt like really filled with a lot of other players.
2: So. Seems like it's been pretty stable too, or at least yeah. I haven't been reading and hearing horror yeah. stories of disconnects and.
1: Yeah, the biggest thing is while pe- well, people are figuring out because there's two currencies in the game, like yeah. people are figuring out the gold bar currency uh, and like how um, you know how extraneous it is, how like how like uh, difficult it is to earn any gold mm. bars. So that's still like kind of in progress, but it's still a beta, so they're figuring that stuff out and yeah. taking people's feedback.
0: How are you finding the character creation tools?
1: Oh, that one was interesting. <laughs> the horror teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think. Um, or no teeth. Yes, which <laughs> I went so. Out of the options, if you're gonna have like two brown yellowed teeth on on the top row and two on the bottom row, God. or just no teeth, I felt like no teeth yeah. was cleaner. I don't know. <laughs> so I chose. It was called Gummy, um, which I thought was really cute. They had really cute names for everything. Like I, I picked really f- uh, big full lips, and it was called Smoocher. Yeah. Uh, so there's cute little features in there. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Smoocher? You don't want just to the Gummy Smoocher, smoocher and Gummy.
0: It's 1899 man yeah, you, yeah. Get, you yeah. do what you got to do that was yeah.
1: considered hot back then okay <laughs> got
0: it <laughs> so it's in beta now still only a certain a select people can get in right
1: mm-hmm. yeah as of tomorrow which it will it'll be Friday November yeah. 30th which is my birthday oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> um that will be uh it will be fully out for everyone
0: but still technically in beta just still an technically open beta in beta for everyone yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they did that for your
2: birthday
1: yeah, yeah. exactly wow. yeah rockstar That's was so like nice. here you go
2: wow nice of them yeah.
1: Thank beta. you, world. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, cool. guys.
0: Uh, so that's Red Dead Online. Uh, I actually played and reviewed Darksiders 3. That review went up on Monday, and I liked that game. I gave it a 7. I liked the original Darksiders a lot, and then I couldn't really... Darksiders 2 didn't really click for me, although it's been several years now, and I don't really remember why. But I like this game. It's a straightforward action game, and I explained in the review that it feels like a the kind of mid-tier you know, release that was much more common last-gen. Uh, yeah, you don't really see, like, I guess publishers aren't really willing to spend the time to make a, a single, you know, a, just a focused single player action game that isn't up to the level of polish of a God of War.
2: Well, in yeah. like a single A or I don't know how you want to categorize yeah. it, a B game or single A yeah. game that they kind of don't exist anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's either like incredible top tier through the roof production values, or it's sort of like, you know, a smaller focused indie game yeah, and exactly. that game that sort of exists in the middle. That's what I remarked you were playing it, you know, right next to my desk. I'm like, yeah. this Looks like something we would have gotten ten years ago, and not yeah. in like a bad way necessarily, but it's just unusual. Exactly.
4: I don't know how the game's going to sell. Yeah. But just this is so. Just caveat the heck out of this. I f- I feel like in my sort of gaming circle, IGN community, Twitter, all that. Hmm. I feel like no one's talking about the game, and so I, I can't help but wonder the the release date. I mean, you're well, just yeah. you're in you're <clears throat> going after Thanksgiving. Between Red Dead, Smash Brothers, you got of course Call of Duty is already out there, Battlefield, and with a game like this where you know THQ Nordic has has brought the band back together and all this, but they don't have the marketing budget of sure. of most of the other big publishers. I do scratch my again. I'm just an idiot in a chair <laughs> talking about video games. I'm not. I'm not making those financial decisions. But it just seems odd to me. Yeah, it's a little bit of a head scratching move on from this chair. Of why put that game, that game out at that time when maybe if you hold it to to January, when people are kind of like exactly. they've gotten their holiday fill, maybe they're ready for something new, like, oh yeah, Darksiders, I, I like that a lot. Because I'll tell you, we we did two IGN first with this game, two month-long mm. stretches of coverage, including originally we announced the game, and we saw just huge numbers, mm-hmm. like just very pleasantly, surprisingly big numbers. Like there was there was obviously interest in in the Darksiders brand. And and again, maybe the NPDs will come out next month and it'll be number three and totally just make everything I'm saying moot. But it just, it feels to me anecdotally like there's just not a lot of attention on yeah. Darksiders 3 and and with a November 27th release date,
2: yeah, <laughs> I think um, it was a smaller team, right? So sure. it was you know thirty, forty people, not two hundred people, three hundred yeah, people, a thousand
0: people working. On and so Assassin's I
2: think Creed. THQ Nordic, you know, that sort of single A space, like they're running right at it deliberately. Like the game, like obviously they want the game to be a hit, they want it to sell millions. But I think that they're very, very comfortable. You know, they don't need to be in the top ten of MPD for that game to make okay business sense, and you know, sort of resurrect that Darksiders franchise.
1: And as far as like a lack of interest, I agree. I haven't seen anyone except you, Damon, uh, (laughs) talking about the game, and I was so surprised that you actually really liked it because during our IGN first coverage, like I honestly didn't like love what wasn't doing it for you. Yeah, exactly. It just it felt a little dated in a lot of ways, and I guess maybe I'm so familiar with the franchise that it doesn't feel like anything. That's an appeal to some people, though. I guess it's true. I mean, level of familiarity.
0: Well, it's not an open world game. You know, it's just. uh, uh, it's it's not something. It's like I'm enjoying Red Dead too, but dude, it feels like the never ending game, you know. Whereas you know, Dark three, you can just you play straight through it. You go from boss to boss to boss, and then you wrap up the game, and you're kind of like done. And that feels like nice. There's no multiplayer. There's no microtransactions. No loot boxes. No, no None of that. It doesn't ask a lot of you. Yeah. <laughs> <You're just laughs> like, well, <laughs> it is a very difficult game, though. It does yeah. ask you to be you know, and I, it'd be very good. I
2: think I, from memory, I think the Metacritic is like around seven. Like, you know, yeah, you're yeah. sort of in the middle. So some people really didn't like it. Like, it got yeah. some fours and fives. But yeah. then some people, you know, uh, an equal number of people felt like you did. Like, yeah. totally good game, you know, worth playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the score sort of it's fell not, in that middle range.
0: It Maybe it would have been like in more of an eight range last gen. But by today's standards, it's, it's not really doing anything exceptionally. It's just like a totally yeah. solid action game with a fun combat system so
1: yeah i guess for me personally it's like where does that fall into place where yeah, in. i want to be playing games especially
0: or... this time of year exactly so much to play it's like yeah yeah to be honest uh hate to say it but it's the kind of game that six months to a year from now pops up on ps plus yeah. and games with gold and Humble then bundle people mm. check it out and they're like
1: oh yeah this is pretty fun and then Same. promptly forget about it again.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That, there, yeah. There's a fan base that likes those games, and the, the end, you know, without spoiling anything, the end indicates that uh, Gunfire Games, the developer, would like to make more of these. So we'll see
4: how many more Horsemen we got. Well, there's one more <laughs> Horseman. <Yes. laughs> one more Horseman. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, people want, and then people want a game with all four of them, like a co-op game. Yeah, that'd with be all cool. four Horsemen that would ones. be cool. Yeah. See. Justin, what have you been playing?
2: <laughs> It'll be shocking to long-time Here we go. GameScoop listeners. Here and we I have go. a little bit of an unusual answer. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I moved off of Red Dead, and then in a Black Friday f- sale, I finally picked up Mario and Rabbids. Yeah. Um, it's a great one. That game is excellent. Mm-hmm. Everyone really is. was right. <laughs> um, <love> it. <laughs> it was really, really cheap on the eShop. Um, it's it difficult,
4: though, man. Yeah. It's- yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I
2: like, you know, I like XCOM and, you know, Final Fantasy tactics and that genre, Disgaea. So um, I think I'll be okay. I mean, <laughs> I'll report back in two weeks and be like, oh, it's too hard. But I mean, I'm really experienced with strategy games. So I think I'll probably be all right. And um, it feels like it feels Nintendo made. Like nothing about it feels Ubisoft or third party. Like very charming. You know, the story's really interesting the environment's really interesting the combat is sort of crunchy and tactical and you can't just sort of fumble your way through it the music is great too Music's great. I, I I played it at E3 and just around the office a little bit mm-hmm. and um, wasn't very impressed. And so I'm glad that now that I've sat down and devoted time to it to sort of prove myself wrong.
4: Yeah, it's not a game that's going to necessarily get you right away. Yeah. You do need to kind of sink into it a little bit. And,
2: yeah, it doesn't uh,
1: yeah. demo super well. True.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm experiencing no. now is that in the demo environment, I'm like it's pretty slow and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, did your copy include the Donkey Kong? I chose bonus to stuff? get this. Yeah, yeah they were nice. selling it both ways. And for like, yeah, like the DLC doesn't go on sale very much. So it was on sale and I bought that as well.
0: Nice. And they are, people always say Nintendo games never go on sale. So that's,
2: that's why nice to, um, I'm digital only on the yeah. Switch. I'm trying very, very hard to not have any carts because I don't want to be swapping them in and out and this and that. And the digital games in particular, man, like, yeah. you know, uh, Third-party eShop games get knocked down like 90%, but you rarely see sort of the top-tier games get cheap. So when I saw an eShop sale, I jumped on it.
4: Yeah, I had nice. to break down. I just bought a, uh, like, a, a, I went with a 128-gig mm-hmm. micro SD card mm. for the Switch. This was like, I think Diablo 3 was what, what put me over the top. It was like, all right, I don't want to have to worry about this for yeah. a while.
2: By the way, one uh, secret, if you're patient, if you're very patient, you can double up, like, uh, you know, Amazon or different places will do, like, $50 in eShop cash for 40 bucks. Like, that'll just be an offer, yep. and you can buy a gift card. And then if you also wait until a game is on sale on the eShop, yeah. ksh, <laughs> double savings. That's a, pro t- that's a life hack. Yeah. You uh, got to be patient, though. <laughs>
0: All right, we got to talk about Fallout 76. Uh, I was I was suspicious of this game since it was released. Uh, now that it's here, it, it is the worst-reviewed AAA game of the year and the worst-reviewed Bethesda game since Rogue Warrior in, like, 2010. And that
4: that's before Bethesda yeah. really had
0: ramped up their efforts to become a major industry player. Yep. Yeah, that would have been even before Skyrim, I think.
2: 2000- yep, 2011 was
0: Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, I don't know. I, first of all, are you guys surprised by the reception to Fallout 76? No. No. I mean, not after is, the beta. I mean, the beta well, made it. The beta yeah, of, sort of definitely like the beta solidified it. Set your expectations.
4: Yeah. I, I just weirdly, I don't know, I, this is si- slight tangent. I have found myself to be, I'm more of an Elder Scrolls guy than a Fallout guy. Mm-hmm. But I still have played 3, New Vegas, 4. Yeah. Uh, I There was nothing about the idea of Fallout 76 has ever appealed to me. And yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying, for me, the idea of being in another in a Fallout world with other players who can potentially grief me and then, uh, you know, no NPCs. I was just like, I don't know. It just, I was never even motivated to pick it up.
1: It doesn't feel like a very Fallout experience. I think that's the, that's the reason why. And like even during the um, most initial uh, news announcements of the game, I think people had this like really weird reaction to it where they felt like that doesn't sound like Fallout whatsoever. Yeah, i so do you know, not surprised at all. I
2: don't understand the no NPC th- thing. It makes sense in the context of where the game fits in the storyline yeah. where you're the very, very first people to emerge from the vault. But yeah. their rigidness in adhering to that, I, I kind of don't understand. Like yeah. I think that game would be an improved... You know, narratively, and would be a more interesting play space. If there were towns with shopkeepers and, you know, people other than robots and diaries giving you quests, and that doesn't have to be mutually exclusive, like, it feels like a back of the box bullet where it's like every human you meet is another player in the game. And I'm like, yeah, but the trade-offs you make to achieve that like yep. that marketing bullet are not worth it from what it takes away from sort of the interesting moral choices and just the wacky zany characters exactly. you used to be able to interact with. And there
1: is lore in the game, but you have to really dig mm-hmm. for it and then like read through like dozens of files just to exactly. begin to scratch at the surface. So if that's not your thing, then you're pretty much out of luck there.
0: That's why like I'm 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 wondering in my head, what was what was Bethesda's like original like vision? What did they expect from People to you know think about this game. Are they surprised now? What's the conversation over at Bethesda's offices right you know today? I don't think they're surprised at all.
4: Uh, all game publishers do mock reviews. Well, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll bring in freelance game critics, who you know people that aren't sure. working for an IGN full time, mm-hmm. uh, to do a mock review on on an early build of their game to have an, a general idea of where the reviews are going to go. So they're probably not surprised. Uh, they might be a little, maybe it's a little lower than they <laughs> might have thought. But they did know this was coming. Um, I'm going to just speak for Dan Stapleton, who uh, not that he's the only one to have made this point. But if I think they could have avoided a lot of the bad will uh, by uh, because they sold this as a full retail, $60 AAA blockbuster price. If they had said, "Hey, it's an early access game. It's an Xbox game preview game. Yeah. It's here's the core of it, and we're going to be working on it over time," which they they are, yeah, they though, totally sure, will. You know, they, I think they could have headed off a lot of the the negative uh, feedback on it. But you know, they whether whether the the corporate suits ran uh, one out and said, "We just need this to be a sixty dollars game and make us a ton of money because we don't have any other big Q four releases," or creatively they they decided that I don't know, but uh, yeah, they're. They're uh, taking a big L on this one, which with which Bethesda hasn't really. Yeah, they've, they've been, been on a like, nice run. I mean, yeah. Wolfenstein, Doom, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, <laughs> these are all uh, uh, games. Uh, even um, what's the Dishonored, Dishonored, yeah. and the the horror game that I'm blanking on. Evil now. Within. Thank you. Have all been very well received. Yeah. So this is the first Black Eye for them in a while.
2: Yeah. And even though the Dishonored two didn't sell very well, it was critically, you know, adored by everyone. So that's yeah, yeah that's, for sure. it's the first you're right. It's the first L mm-hmm. they've taken in a while. I mean there's there's the game design part of it, where just the baffling lack of NPCs and that doesn't have to be mutually exclusive to being an mm-hmm. online game and sort of forcing an online game into something that d- 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 you know no one asked for that, yeah. But then it's just, it's like buggy and early too, right? So it's like, it has this compounding factor if people are already teetering on the edge of kind of wanting to poke fun at the game and make fun of it. And the game makes itself so easy to be made fun of when all these clips circulate.
4: Yeah. I've seen a lot of comparisons to to Elder Scrolls Online. Well, that was sort of an offshoot game, just Mm -hmm. like this is. Except I think the difference is number one, Elder Scrolls Online didn't launch in a super stellar way. And over time it is very much rebuilt itself into a, into a, an excellent MMO. But I think the difference between the two is I feel like Elder Scrolls online did not even attempt to fool you into it being like a, like a a solo elder. Like it is, that is a, everybody you meet is a human player. It's a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. It was
2: also Zenimax too.
4: Yeah. Hmm. It was labeled Zenimax at not, whereas this game is Bethesda game studios, but Fallout seventy six sort of tries to have it both ways. Like, well, it's still a single player game, but it's also a multiplayer game, and and it's, uh, yeah, it's it does not, strike not
2: me well. as, um, you know, I play the Fallout games for the same thing. You know, Dan was saying, and we were talking about earlier, just like making interesting choices and meeting interesting people, but. Um, I will probably play this game in like January, not February, because things get crazy again. But like whenever it, whenever there's like an empty chunk of time and some of the worst of the bugs have been ironed out, like just chill out, run around the Appalachian Mountains, you know, just like do some quests, you know, grind, like it strikes, nuke some towns. It strikes me as a nice like lean back and just kind of chill and like go where the map marker tells me sort of style of game. What if no
1: one's playing the game by then? I don't care. (laughs) But that's the whole experience. I don't care. They've replaced the NPCs.
2: But even if it is lonely, like, I don't, like, that can be okay, too. Like, that's actually the way that I played Elder Scrolls Online was I soloed. I played that game as a solo game. And, like, you know, you lose a lot with that, but that's that's the same way I played that game it's just kind of a chill out game we yeah. actually
1: wrote a piece on um, we had a freelancer write a piece for us on like what th- the Fallout 76 experience is um, if you're playing solo mm-hmm. uh, and he basically said it's very lonely um, even if you are running by other players it can be you can choose that lonely path Yeah. Um, but there's just like the text that you can pick up and then you're just kind of going across and grinding through the same old quests so yeah. it doesn't seem like it works very well as a solo experience
2: I play. I mean I played Destiny that way too though and um, I mean I'm not saying it's going to be great. Maybe I'll report back in January and be like, no, no, this is still really bad. But I suspect that particularly when the frustrating, annoying bugs are ironed out, that there'll be something there as just kind of a, just sort of a, you know, chill out and grind style game. Yeah. I was just going
0: to say No Man's Sky is a, another game that had a disastrous launch, but to Hello Games' credit, they stuck with it. They didn't just abandon it. They great worked point. on improving the game with several updates. And now with the sort of relaunch in No Man's Sky next, you know, mm-hmm. it's a totally different product that... Everyone that I've talked to that has played it has really enjoyed it. Here's t- uh, t- two other quick points. Number one,
4: Bethesda has, uh, I believe, Doom Eternal is their next, mm. the next game due out for that for for Zenimax slash Bethesda. What about Rage Two? Mm. Okay, maybe it's Rage Two. But so both, but both of those games have been pretty well received thus yeah. far. So that I don't think this uh, this uh, little black eye will will last very long. People, you know, th- the next good game will will take care of it. Uh, and then totally forgot the other thing I was going <laughs> <laughs> to say. But I do come think back. the
1: baggage will linger for Fallout 76 because yeah, it even has right. for No Man's Sky, despite it being like a basically a new product. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just have that association and have moved on.
4: I mean, if you, re- it, you reminded me real quick what, what I was going to say. Thank you. You're and welcome. that is, uh, th- I think there'll be plenty of time for this to go away because, barring another sort of side game, we're likely not going to get Fallout 5 proper. For long, long seriously, je- I'm not even because joking. A decade. Because yeah. Todd Howard's team yeah. is on their their Starfield and then Elder Scrolls, which they've already they sold City e three. That's it's way out, but we're making yeah. it. And Fallout Five would be after that.
2: Yeah. So when I think at this point, I mean that decision had already been made because they said so at E three, but it would kind of have to be the case at this point. Like, is be- the Bethesda brand permanently tarnished? No, but like the Fallout brand is in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. So they almost don't have much of a choice but to kind of rest it for a while and then come back with something amazing,
0: you know. Yeah. Well, they also kind of have to like like I was just saying with No Man's Sky, now they kind of have to dig into this and really work on improving they, they, 76 it,
2: experience. You're exactly right. Like you know whether that player count drops off yeah, and whether it makes sense for their business, they kind of don't have a choice but to at least earn some of that goodwill back over the next couple months, several yeah. months. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm sure it's a bummer for them. Fallout 76 was supposed to be their big, you know, that's their only game they have coming out this fall, this holiday season. Uh, and like I said earlier, it is the worst reviewed AAA game of the year. It has lower <laughs> Metacritic scores than Metal Gear Survive.
2: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a worse I don't know if it's a worse maybe game it's not but respect. it's I mean it, it's reached that point where it's like a dog pile now and like it's this compounding like do you see the thing about the collector's edition the nylon bag
0: Yeah I just had to like, like
2: they promised everybody it was going to be a canvas bag and then it was a nylon bag and I'm not saying that's not a big deal like that sucks that's 200 bucks like please deliver what you promise but like it's become an even bigger story and it's amplified by like now it's part of a narrative of like this game sort of screwing yeah. people over and like exactly. Bethesda is they're going to have to really really work hard to undo do that.
1: Yeah, even their make good on that was mm-hmm. uh, like 500 atoms or whatever, and people were yeah. kind of mocking that too. So I definitely feel yeah. like the baggage is going to stick around. Yeah.
0: They're in a tough spot. Nylon baggage.
1: Mm-hmm. Nylon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, let's check in with listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like Sean in Spokane, Washington. Do. You have to type it that way too, really fast. Gamescoop <laughs> yeah. at ign, or else, <laughs> a, or else it won't make it to us. Goose Camp. GooseCamp at IGN.com also works. Uh, so with the release of Red Dead Online, it had me walking down memory lane to my first great online gaming experience. For me, it was either diving into Fantasy Star Online on Ooh, the Dreamcast and thinking, one. oh man, those four other people I just passed are real people that are also sitting on their couches, or my first <laughs> dive into the MMO world with EverQuest. Mm, what were your first to. great online gaming memories? Interesting. Wow, good one. Can we
4: talk about the... like? Internet online, or we, because I go back to the modem days. Like that's how old I am. What were you you playing? I mean, I so all right. The original Doom. Sure. One of I mean, that's probably my Desert Island game. Gun to my head. Uh, There was a service that I joined up that you paid a monthly fee for called D-Wango Dial-Up Wide Area Network Gaming Organization. Yeah. Wow. It was sort of sanctioned by ID Software. And you had them in each city because back then there were long-distance charges. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd only want to dial your local number. Otherwise, you paid lots of money per minute. Uh, but yeah, there, I was on the, the Phoenix server in Arizona, and it was this group of people. Everybody would subscribe, and you'd get, depending on uh, the tier you paid for, a certain number of gaming minutes per month. You could hang out in the lobby as long as you want, and I believe I spent a ton of time hmm. in that lobby. But <laughs> yeah, I would go on, and it was, it was an easy way that you could uh, play four-player Doom. Because otherwise, the, literally the act of playing four-player Doom back then involved uh, four PCs in one place, four giant CRT monitors in one place, the uh, network cards, 10-base-T uh, Ethernet connections, Terminators for the ends of the... It was, wow. it was just a whole unbelievable, ridiculous setup, whereas D-Wango lets you actually go through the phone line mm. and play totally awesome Doom deathmatch, so... That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really old, you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember the first game I remember playing online was StarCraft, you know, Warcraft 2 and StarCraft, and I played a lot of, you know, 1v1 StarCraft and uh, Big Game Hunters, which is uh, like an eight player map in StarCraft. And uh, it was really, really great. And like one of the earliest, earliest precursors to like what would eventually go on to be like Dota, like, Mm. but no one knew like what it was yet. It's like you are a hero that like levels up as the match goes on, which was uh, really popularized in Warcraft 3, but people are kind of already playing around with it in the mission creators back even earlier than that. Mm many many hours of how old would i've been gosh i don't know 11 12
0: 11 playing starcraft
2: yeah it's impressive to me maybe maybe 13 how good were you um in my head i was good <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you have like an elo you, were also 11, so you, you know. had like
2: an elo rating like in chess and like i think you started at 1000 and like if you were really really good you know you might be like 2000 or a little higher and i think i was like 13 or 1400 so not what bad what does elo stand for <sighs> i don't know hmm. cool uh, I'm going s- to <laughs>
1: stick it to uh, Blizzard as well. Wow. And um, mine was World of Warcraft. So not that yeah. I'm necessarily very proud of this, uh, <laughs> but I spent a lot of, I feel like it's like the most significant online gaming experience that I had because I spent years playing through. Um, and you really do just become friends with your guildmates. Uh, I would sometimes log in. Uh, like I was in high school uh, for a lot of this experience and my dad would be like watching the news and I'd be on my laptop and I just log in, not even to play, just to kind of like chat with yeah. my guildmates and catch up. So it felt like a kind of like a social experience I think. I've like,
4: always really wanted to play both EverQuest and World of Warcraft, but I I never allowed myself to because I knew be addictive. <laughs> it's just I, I'm yeah. like I I want to play other video games yeah. and I'd seen oh, it's all consuming. I'd seen it with my with friends and like people in my life that just like went down yep. the rabbit hole and never came out so it's like I can't do this it's not going to end well for me
1: and the yeah. funny thing is is like your first grind up to the 10 up to like level 10 Um, I think I spent until like 3 a.m. just bursting through with a friend and you're doing the most ridiculous things like you just hunt the same wolf over and over um, and then talk to the same NPC over and over but it's it still like weirdly felt like this bonding experience between you and this person as you like rank up the levels mm. world yeah, of it's such a loop-based game yeah. too. It's it's fun to get your the new weapons and mounts. Do you are you saying that or yeah, no, okay, like I, I like
2: I completely like I spent many, many years with WoW, and when I played it, I was on a dial-up connection, and so I couldn't go into the big cities because it was too much like data passing <laughs> back and forth and the game would crash. So I had to like stay in the wilderness. I couldn't go where there were too many other human players. Mm-hmm. Um
1: so no raids for you then? No
2: raids for me back then. I mean, then obviously in a year or two, we got off the dial-up. but And that was my first experience with WoW. Um, MMOs being sort of, it's like, here's video games, and MMOs sort of exist over here in this other room. And to me, that's one of the biggest shames in modern gaming is people that don't think they're into MMOs or don't want to give them a try. Like, World of Warcraft is legit one of the greatest games ever made. But since it's put in this sort of other bucket like how many people that like role-playing games or third-person action games that would love it just never get a chance to give it a shot right. or don't think that it's for them.
1: Um, well, it's definitely not for everyone. No,
2: but like that and like Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Gil- it was for a lot of
4: people. Yeah, sure. true. I mean, that's the thing. It is, you know, Diablo, StarCraft, mm. WarCraft, Overwatch. WoW is, um, come fight me. I, it is got to be the most significant game in Blizzard's history, in mm. their sure. very decorated history. I
2: believe that. Yeah, I, I have such fond memories of Guild Wars two and FF fourteen and WoW, um, and those and, and Lord of the Rings Online even. Mm. Um, and I don't like I'm not someone that spent thousands and thousands of hours in MMOs, but they're worth. I guess if someone's on the fence, I would say you know download it and you can play it like level from one to one hundred and ten, and then you can bounce. Like it doesn't need to be like a lifestyle and just as a journey through a world that's worth experiencing.
0: I, th- I think I was a little bit of a later bloomer with getting my games online. I don't think I really got online until I got my Xbox three hundred and sixty. And the game I got with the console was Rainbow Six Vegas. Ooh. Oh, solid choice! And <laughs> online terrorist yes. hunt is so fun. Yes. In that game, I played that T Hunt like, like a whole year. I think in uh, 2007, whenever I got the 360. Strong. Like you can ball. use the uh, Xbox camera to take a picture of your face, put it on your character. That's really good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like. Making these goofy faces, shooting terrorists together. So fun.
2: We, uh, my, the other formative one for me was Xbox Live with Halo 2, which I'm sure, you know, Ryan, was a gigantic I deal for it. you as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we, um, that was the first time I can really remember being a part of a group. You know, it was in, like, a little Halo clan, and we would play together and try to rank up together. And that was the first time I also remember, I mean, I guess I was doing matchmaking in StarCraft, but, like, that's the first time I really remember focusing on, like, trying to be, you know, the best at something and climb up these ranks.
4: Yeah. I don't think I will any game in my life will from now until the end of my days will ever be as good for me uh, as as Halo 2 was because yeah. you had this incredible game, this this just classic multiplayer game. It was instantly classic on uh on this new service, new ish service, Xbox Live. Yeah. That uh and Everybody that was there in those days wanted to be there. There was minimal trolling and griefing and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, and and the, the the way the party and lobby system worked was com- at the t- absolutely revolutionary. No hyperbole. Mm-hmm. And just it, it was just this perfect storm of this moment, this game at this moment of time on the like the, the right service, and mm-hmm. it was all like basically perfect. And you'll never convince me otherwise.
1: <laughs> Are you saying there was no griefing in the series that invented t no, I was well, just going to say that's where t <laughs> came from. Yeah. Compared
4: to
2: now, like H- you, Halo 2 had a really good community. Yeah.
4: There
1: weren't people running like it
4: wasn't just like the vile YouTube come to life thing that that you expect in in an online game. Well, and
2: everybody chatted like multiplayer is so lonely now. Like if you ever do pop into Call of Duty or whatever, it's either people you know taking bong hits and you're just hearing that right. over your headset, <laughs> or, or like blaring music, yelling at yeah, bong or blaring music. Background. And like I'm I'm guilty of this too. or it's just it's 32 people just no, it's right. just they're silent. all on
1: they're all on the par- private yeah. party chat. Yep.
2: Whereas in Halo 2, it's like you know you're meeting friends. Where are you from? Yeah, yeah. You guys yada. had
1: yep. very different chat experiences than I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try not to talk on online games
0: on that note this is Trulin Rockwood he says greetings from Rexburg Trulin Rock Rexburg all of that was made up everything you just said was (laughs) fictional I'm sorry Rexburg Idaho so Trulin Rockwood (laughs) from Rexburg Got it. Medium-time listener, first-time writer. Castlevania is a series I have zero experience with. Mm. The Netflix show is piquing my interest, and I would also like to get into some of the games. I'm a big fan of the setting and aesthetic. I have a 3DS, Xbox One X, and PS4. What would you recommend is a good place to start and then go forward from?
2: Symphony of the Night yeah. on Xbox One X. It's backwards compatible, but then so you can't go forward
0: from there.
4: That's <laughs> the problem. You've, you're oh, yeah. starting at the
0: mountaintop. That's a good point. Uh, it is my Symphony favorite. of the Night. I think is a nineteen. It's a ninety-seven or ninety-eight game. It's probably still the best Castlevania game ever made. Uh, it was just re-released as a part of the Castlevania Requiem package, where yeah. it's. Uh, packaged with Rondo of Blood, which is also a very cool uh, Castlevania game from the Mm -hmm. 16-bit era. So that's a good place to um, try it out. However, that version of Symphony of the Night uh, updated some of the voice acting, tried to fix some of the laughably bad voice acting, which I actually really love in the original. So they did that for the PSP release.
2: You said he's got a 3DS too?
0: Yeah, well, that's all just to say that I think that original version that was released on Xbox 360 has the original Voice acting. Yeah. So if you can get that on your Xbox One X, that's probably the best way to play Symphony so, of the Night. So,
2: what, tr- Trulon? Yeah. Call what, 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 what him Mr. Rockwood. Mr. Rockwood. What you need to understand is that there's two Castlevania franchises, right? Mm. There's the Castlevania franchise that's linear 2D action games. Like, you go from level 1 to level 2, level 3, and then you make it to the end of the game. You whip Dracula in the face and kill him and save the day. And then there's the open world one, the Metroid ones. That's why it's called yeah. Metroidvania. And that started with Symphony of the Night and the symphony of the night and i believe six of them that came out on uh,
0: gba all through the, ds the circle of the moon yeah, yeah well circle up. of
2: the moon and harmony of uh, dissonance aria of sorrow aria of sorrow and then they came to the ds and i actually don't know i think one or two i think order of ecclesia was a 3ds game
0: um there was a couple on 3ds but it yeah. was they were uh they like, sort of went back to it was based on the castlevania the 3d reboot that they did on uh, last gen in oh, any yeah. case
2: like he, what i'm getting at is he's got the two correct consoles in order to, like you can do symphony of the night on your Xbox. Yeah. And then uh the handheld ones that follow that Symphony of the Night ethos of you know being being Metroid-like games. Yeah. You can then play those on your uh on your
0: 3DS. And also through the 3DS eShop, he has access to Castlevania 3. Yeah. which is the best of the original Castlevanias Agreed. on the NES. If you
2: want to go back in time. Castlevania 1 and 2 are classics, and they deserve to be revered as classics. I think they're quite a bit harder to go back to in a modern context mm-hmm. if you didn't yeah. appreciate them you know, when they were contemporary.
0: But I think 3 is still very but, fun. But 3, yes. Very playable uh, today. And then there's, of course, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is not Castlevania, but made by... The guy who worked on Symphony of the Nights, and it's a Castlevania Light game.
4: The, the 8 bit
0: one. Yeah. Right. That's now, one out yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. The full, like, more modern Bloodstained isn't out until next year. This is an 8 bit spinoff that's really, really good, and it's out this year. And that's on, well, I guess it's on Switch and PC, which he didn't list as part of his platform. So maybe you can't access that. Symphony of the
2: Night is my second favorite game of all time.
0: After Super Metroid? Yeah. You like those Metroidvanias? Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion comes from Caleb in Kentucky, and he says, "...while recently listening to some older episodes on my daily commute, I came across episode 416. For 20 questions, there is a bet that if the Scoop crew guessed the game correctly, the person who suggested the game should get a tattoo." (laughs) <laughs> I'd like to present the same. I'd like to present the same challenge to the Omega Cops. If my game is guessed correctly, I will get a GameScoop tattoo. No, no. Yeah. And send a picture in. We just no, redid the
1: logo. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. It is beautiful. It a, um,
0: <laughs> uh, Caleb, you're not. You know, I'm not being held to your word. I just thought that was an interesting. Yeah. Uh, challenge to put out there. I feel like we need some intel on these people. Like, how old are they?
4: Like, what did they play growing up? It's always, it'd be good to have that kind of context. Instead of getting, trying to.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: trying to yeah. cheat. Narrow it down. Instead a of getting. Well, he's I, from I Kentucky. Like it.
2: We like. <laughs> I don't know what, that, don't <laughs> know what that looking at think. Google
1: Trends right now.
2: <laughs> we like getting envelope art. So here's what I would say: instead of getting Game Scoop art on your body, please, you know, send us if you have an artistic bone in your body. Send us some envelope art. It yeah. always makes my day whenever yeah. someone arrives and Damon shows it to me. Um, and I always love it's that always in really old EGMs.
0: Uh, but anyway, Caleb from Kentucky, let the questioning begin.
2: But, uh, can you see your character's hands in this game?
0: Yes.
1: Is this game on a mini console?
2: Ooh. No. Hmm.
1: That was just my joke one. That's good. good. (laughs) I like
4: it. Uh, Was this game made after the year 2000? Yes.
2: Did this game release? Is this game. Did this game originally release on this generation of consoles? No. The current generation? No.
4: But channel. I saw him. He so it, there is a version. I think there might be a version because he. he, he caught, Wait, did you
1: say release? On? He said
4: originally yeah. release, Oh, okay. And it looked like Damon
2: was about to say yeah, yes yeah. and then caught himself. Well, may, yeah, Check maybe it got ported. <laughs> I'm psychoanalyzing his yeah. body yeah. language. Oh, I But guess. either way, that means it was it was last gen. It was 360 PS3 because it was after 2010. This doesn't count as a question. Oh, it was after 2000? No, <laughs> after 2000? So okay.
1: Okay. After 2000. Uh, is there multiplayer in this game?
2: No.
4: Is it from the the 360 PS3 GameCube generation? No. Uh, okay, so then that should take us back. It's it's oh, P- PS2 Xbox. Yeah, you should have said
2: Cube. we instead of GameCube, but I know what you mean. Oh yeah.
4: Uh, I just got my yeah. I my notes here. I hate <laughs> I hate burning
2: a question on it, but I think we have to ask: Is it from the OG Xbox PS2 GameCube generation?
1: Yes. Okay, we got there. Og Xbox,
2: PS2. GameCube, All right, PS2. well this is um, this is a good era yeah. <laughs> for uh, for me certainly.
1: Uh, do you fight people in this game? Like, do you kill people in this game? Yes. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> you can you can
4: see your hands, third person. That's uh, what that indicates to me. Not yeah. necessarily. Well That's true. Could it be. could be breakdown from the original Xbox, yeah, right. which is a first person melee game. <laughs> Uh, the see
2: your hands question is stupid it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the most workaround question was this
4: game there. a console exclusive no Oh, no. all right so this should rule out a lot of like nintendo yeah stuff or
2: and for all first party stuff was this game developed in the united states no Ooh,
1: no <laughs> oh man so confused not
2: in the united states that's ten. Is it? Okay. It's either Canadian or European. So it's a multi-platform. I usually ask. I think that tripped Damon up because I usually ask like in the Americas.
1: You should have. Well, What but you Didn't. But I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, is it an RPG? No. So that's one off the bet, off the books.
3: <laughs> hmm.
0: I'm gonna leap right Oh, of this night. is this is good podcasting. Yeah,
3: too. I'm yeah just just is to.
2: this uh <laughs> is this uh was this game developed in Europe? Uh,
0: not like not. Wait, wait, <laughs> <what> is <it? laughs> well, okay. this is good. No, I mean <laughs> the simple answer is no, but it's a confusing answer. Maybe it's, oh, I, maybe wonder like it's,
4: I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's a Splinter Cell game developed like the multiplayers in Europe and the uh, mm. the single players in Montreal.
2: Could be, although all the ones from that no, they did come out on PS2, didn't they? Yeah, eventually. I always associate them with Uh Let's see.
4: We well, could ask. If oh it was wait, a shooter. what did
1: what did you ask? RPG. RPG. Yeah. Okay. But you do kill people. So it could you be... do kill people.
4: Okay. Yeah. So, um, Hitman, Splinter Cell. Hmm. Um. You could ask if it's a shooter.
1: Is it a shooter?
0: Uh, you shoot in this game. Okay. That's could still we yeah. haven't <laughs> ruled
1: anything out. So a third person shooter?
4: Well you can is yeah. you already, this is thirteen questions we're yes. at now? Okay, yeah. my goodness. All right. Um, getting down there. Is it a stealth game? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're, we're we're getting there. We're getting there.
1: So possibly Hitman. It could it, be Hitman, Hitman,
4: Splinter Cell, uh, Metal Gear. Well, yeah, Metal Gear is Japan. Um, so I mean, we're sort of or, or like one of the B sides
1: that mm-hmm. is
4: like forgotten from that era. Uh,
2: yeah, it's probably Hitman or Splinter Cell. I'm trying probably. to think about uh, the smartest way to.
1: Are there costumes in this game?
2: Well, are there
0: are there costumes. Like I I think is it is it a is it a mechanic like that a, your character like would yeah. put on a costume? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, so that's not no.
4: Hitman. Hitman. <laughs> is uh is it in the Tom Clancy franchise?
2: Yes. Okay. okay so yeah. it's a Splinter Cell. Yeah. Game. Now we just have to figure out yeah. which one. We got four it's questions. It, left. so
4: there it's there's Splinter Cell 1, one two, uh, Pandora Tomorrow, or um or uh of course Chaos Theory being the big one.
2: Is this uh is this the first game in a series?
4: Yes. Is you can it, do the honor. It's uh, is it Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. It is. Nice. We, did it. we did it. That
0: is up my alley. Yeah. I'm so yeah, glad yeah.
4: You had Seriously, this is perfectly yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. for
0: you. Ubisoft no? Montreal. Is yeah, uh, that's actually. what I thought. Okay. Uh,
4: I remember sense. that. So, so the lighting in that game at the time was stunning. The yeah. real-time dynamic mm-hmm. lighting. And I remember we got a preview build in the OXM office, and there was a there was a curtain. Like at one point, mm. there's you're in a place where there's like a, a curtain, and like the lights coming through it, and we just kept like.
0: Crouch running by back and forth <laughs> with the curtain just to watch watch what
4: would happen <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. the
1: light. It was yeah. that's cute.
0: <laughs> that game's amazing. And then correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the first Splinter Cell has any multiplayer.
4: I think it's correct. Like it was introduced in game. Pandora Tomorrow: yeah. The Spies Versus Mercs, mm-hmm. uh, perfected in Chaos Theory. Perfected in Chaos Theory, and Chaos Theory is the single greatest Splinter Cell game mm. by far. Um,
2: Chaos Theory is the one where like it basically was two games in one. Like the multiplayer was a completely separate. It was game. actually like, th-
4: sort of two and a half. Uh, there was a there was a separate six mission yeah. two player co op campaign that was a side story where at one point you like talked to Sam over over the radio and it's like a clever cheeky thing. But you did co op moves to get mm-hmm. through. Like you'd back mm-hmm. to back yeah, to get up I an remember, elevator I shaft. I remember that now. You yeah. could one guy could crouch and the other one could run up and you'd like throw him as like a human missile into another guy. <laughs> uh, just yeah, unbelievable game. I the highest score I ever gave. At OX- Actually, the, ho- the highest score OXM gave anything, because we were on the 100-point scale. We never mm. gave a 10.0. Uh, I,
0: ni-
4: I tried. They talked me down yeah. to a 9.9. 9. There you go. OXM. Wow. Stand by that to this day. Yeah. Brilliant game.
0: When is Splinter Cell coming back? It's time.
2: Ironside's back in the fold. Yeah. So that's that's job one. Well, here's step one. Uh, make Sam Fisher one of the Smash DLC characters. Ah, oh, okay. And step two is make a new Splinter Cell <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong like yeah. why <laughs> who would who would be against it mm-hmm. nintendo xbox just make it happen
4: let's get that uh chaos theory backwards so. compatible mm. for uh on xbox first, yeah
0: guys
2: i want banjo kazooie and i want that was the uh, rumor
0: and that turned out not and funny.
2: i want sam fisher yeah you already have snake though yeah kind of similar nah, characters that's
4: fine there are there are some legitimately funny just hilarious dialogue in yeah. chaos theory
2: hmm
0: I Really, liked
4: really some, like, good stuff.
0: Con- Conviction and Blacklist were both the last-gen ones, right? Conviction was 360, Black, Yeah, both oh, of those were yeah. 360. I thought both those games are great. I liked them both. Yeah. Uh, okay, that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. If you have uh, your questions for the show, email them to gamescoop at IGN.com. Next week uh, will be December. We'll be in December, final three episodes of the year, and we'll get to start all of our year-end wrap-up content, which will be really fun. I was look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Justin. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Ryan. My name is Damon. This is IGN Games. We're out.